1: Oh my god I got thrust into an interview with somebody and that was in Chamonix as well and I'm so sorry because I can't even remember the name <laughs> of the athlete Um but it was someone that I hadn't heard of it she was a professional athlete but not somebody who had like won things so I'd, I hadn't heard of her and she was also maybe mm. Swiss or something so she wasn't a, I hadn't followed her for being British or a winner so I didn't really know mm. who she was and I was trying to get an interview with Courtney DeWalter and then um, they were like, oh, she's not available. How about talking to this woman? And I was like, OK. Uh, and I was like, I'll just actually like look her up. And they were like, no, no, the only chance is now. So I was like, hello, how are you feeling about the race you're going to run in a bit? <laughs> um, and how have you prepared f- for it? Oh, my God, it was, it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. I was like, do you like it? Do you like running? (laughs) It was mortifying. (laughs) And she was clearly like, who the fuck is this twat who doesn't know anything about me? Oh, it was so embarrassing. I should have just been honest, actually. That's probably the correct journalistic approach in that scenario. It's just going, so tell me about yourself. What, you know who the fuck are you? That's not the right approach, is it? I don't know. Always be prepared, I suppose, is the right approach, but I didn't have a choice.
2: Welcome to episode 179 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. We launch into marathon and training season with a big dollop of wobbles because we completely forgot our rule of only recording on a Friday. We're recording on a Monday morning and have no beans at all. So we come at this glass half empty, but as is always the case when we record, we perk up considerably as we progress. We just love the sounds of our own voices. We're still on the hunt for races, but you've suggested loads and we've loved them all. They've really inspired us. Do please carry on sending these in at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk so we can consider them and tell the rest of the world about them. Do please think about becoming a patron of this podcast at patreon.co.uk forward slash women's running because for just £2 a month, you can access our free monthly videos, our weekly newsletters, and you get to join our exclusive Pod Squad chat room where all the fun happens. And you must subscribe to Women's Running right now because you'll save 50% off the cover price and you'll get a copy of our How to Run 5K guide absolutely free. If you don't need it, because you're scampering over mountains, it will make a friend very happy indeed. Go to womensrunning.co.uk forward slash bundle to get the deal. <laughs> Stop talking off pod. Oh.
1: Resolute new, an actual New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, I am going to sniff today. I try not to. I'll try and sniff away from Yeah,
2: that. no, I am. I'm... I'm currently sort of streaming. Yeah, it's the weather,
1: isn't it? It's the weather. It's the weather mm. and it's the sort of underlying I have about five times over the course of the last two months I've um gone to bed or woken up in the morning and been like, it's gonna happen. Either overnight or by the end of today, I'm gonna be ill. Mm. And I seem to have avoided it, but it's just meant a sort of general, sort of slightly uh, throat and slightly dribbly nose for ages
2: that's just sort of lurking. Yeah, I think there's just the virus is just there, isn't it? And I think we're yeah. kind of you either you've either got it or you're just like on a kind of peripheral ring, touching it with dirty fingers or something. I'm yeah. trying to think of a you know, metaphor that's, but anyway, it's all, it's all, yeah, I feel shite. Yeah, uh,
1: it's, it's just too kite. We do. It's interesting because I think our last few podcasts have been quite upbeat and dare I say, mm. you know, award winning. Excellent. <laughs> but I think that's because we've been, dear listener, if you're ever interested mm. in this stuff, recording them on a Friday. Yes. Um, yeah, now we're uh, back to this is a Monday, Monday morning record, which we actually had to stop because we were like, I, Esther psychoanalyzed <laughs> me and was like, every single morning when we would meet to record the podcast and she'd be like, you're right. And I'd be like, "Nah, I feel shit. (laughs) Eventually you had to be like, I think it's just, I think you're just allergic to Monday mornings (laughs) because
2: that's the only correlation here. And then we were just too busy on Friday, weren't we to do that? We had, had another podcast to record. Um, So we were, we were, uh, yeah. So we weren't, yeah. So we, we've come on this morning and we are, they are no beans. We are not full of anything, are we? No, Mm. not really that full of
1: beans. We've just been, well, (laughs) as we said, wasting gold
2: dust because we were
1: talking about all of our various woes, talking about our weekends, which I think both were nice, but a little bit full of tasks and jobs and feeling a little bit sort of like, oh, where did that go? now it's back to it and really looking forward to it i can't wait to meet loads of you guys and i can't wait to um it's not it's always nice working but in a different environment isn't it um but yeah. we have got the national running show this weekend we, we do do come along and say hello uh so it feels a little bit you know when you go into a week and you can't actually quite see the light at the end of the tunnel because it's like oh actually we've got quite a lot of stuff to do over the
2: weekend too and so yeah yeah but actually i was just thinking and this this is definitely a worky thing to say rather than a podcast thing to say but i'm going to take i'm going to take a day off after the national running show i'll do it okay too. maybe
1: i maybe i did same yeah. take on the monday or something yeah
2: because otherwise yeah. you're just it's like the last couple of weeks of january sort of and you're kind of not having a weekend in the middle of them although yeah um i must admit the running show is something that is i i feel like i'm kind of like an ambassador for them in the way that I'm going to say it's something that I look forward to every single year I absolutely oh, it's always great. love it I love it's it
1: great but oh my god is it the most exhausting thing being so there exhausting. all day yeah. for both the days um, yeah I'm sure it is as a punter I'm sure it is but like I know lots of you mm. who listen also maybe work in sports and so you're there as a vendor or as a speaker and I think it whatever capacity you're at, you, you are attending the national running show in, it is an exhausting affair because it's just so overexciting and overstimulating and there's so much <laughs> going on. And you yeah. want to do everything and you want to speak to everybody. You're on your feet all day and then you get back to your hotel or to wherever at the end of the day and go, oh, my God. And then we always yeah. make the mistake of having three glasses of wine and... Excitable drinks. ...going to bed too yeah. late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and you
2: had to do it all over again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, and also I think this year we've done, we're doing a load more stuff on our stand. We've got lots more exciting things happening. So there's kind of, so there's kind of, there's very little time to mm. go and get the flapjack, I was just having a little wobble about that this morning. Going, oh, I know. When am I going to do that? When am I going to like? I don't know. Go and go and look at all the lovely stuff. Like I, I usually have like at least one circuit, you know, and get to kind of go around all of the stalls and stands, and you know, and but this really time, is- I- back, back, isn't it? It's back to back, yeah. And, and, and this time I really, what I'm really interested in is what I've not normally been interested in. Normally I go there and I'm all like a bit kit focused, love looking at all the new shoes, all the new mm-hmm. kit. And I just go around like with kind of love heart eyes, just going, ooh, shiny new things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time I want to be paying attention to the races because like loads and loads of races advertise there, don't they? So there's kind of lots of stands for lots of interesting um marathons and ultras and stuff like that and um and so that's yeah. that's what i'm going to be because i just because like going on our last conversation i've been doing loads and loads of googling and i can see mm-hmm. why like why why we have an issue why why our readers have an issue you know or the audience has an issue and it's because like you can't find all of the races all the time in all the same place so you have to google go on sort of one site and have a look through there and then you have to google and and look at another site and you just have to there are so many and some races are so small that Mm -hmm. they will only that that they aren't on a kind of a a let's do this or a find a race or anything like that so you have to look on just on their website and that might be kind of three pages down so it's 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 kind of it's quite like it's uh, tough it is yeah I think
1: you're right that going and to a to something like the national running show and meeting people and whether that's race organizers themselves or whether that's actually fellow runners who are like oh this is what I'm doing in autumn this is what you should do um mm. but yeah I do agree with you and uh, fear has been struck into my heart even just talking about it because <gasps> that's another thing that we've been talking about off pod which we shouldn't have been this morning no um we should have saved it <laughs> for you guys uh <laughs> is these big goals that I think last week felt very exciting talking about. This is so me as well. I get so (laughs) excited about a shiny new thing. Actually, both of us are are, are a bit guilty of doing this. We get really excited about a shiny new thing. And then the next week, when the amount of work we'll have to do to do Mm. the shiny new thing starts to dawn, is like oh god and that's sort of what's happening <laughs> at the moment I cannot fathom the fact that I can have only been running about 20 minutes I haven't run longer than 20 minutes since before Christmas mm. probably actually no no, no no yeah probably since sort of like early December so that's a month and a half I haven't run longer than 20 minutes and I am I'm I'm Banding around stupid ideas about running for four <laughs> and a half, maybe even five hours. What the fuck? And I mean, I know you've got exactly the same thing because you're looking at doing even more mental stuff than that. So, should we just have a bit of a therapy session about it?
2: Yeah, because do you know what? I was just thinking about it before we came on again because we lost some gold dust a minute ago. But um, mm. I. I was just thinking and it's because the reason why I suddenly had and it did it felt like an icy shard of fear and it was because Mm -hmm. I was looking at an ultra training plan which is going to be in our March issue and um and I was reading through it and it's not it, it shouldn't give anyone the fear if they're considering an ultra in fact you know it's it's one of Laura Fountain's absolute specials and there's loads of advice in there about what to eat when to start training, what kind of training you should be doing, um, and and how not to get scared about training for an ultra. Because like when you train for an ultra, it's very very different in a way. Well, no, it's not that. Huge. Well, she, what she's talking about is a fifty k, and she's just saying that like with a with a marathon, I think like your final long run on a marathon plan is kind of it's going to be somewhere between eighteen and twenty one miles probably if you're just doing like a beginner training like any kind of training plan yeah. that I followed that was kind of the longest run so you still had another like um 10k to go I think is it 10k what is what six miles that's 10k isn't it yeah that's
1: 10k yeah. I just find that mad I don't understand mm. how and I think when when you've spoken about having marinoia before um mm. and you know I've listened to you say it and I've been like, you've run 20 miles. You've got a hundred. It's no big deal. But I now I'm actually starting to look at it realistically. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. How on earth do you think? <laughs> Though I will quickly say, and you're in the middle yeah. of a, of a um, sermon from the Mount that I'm very I interested wasn't. in. So I mustn't completely <laughs> distract you from it. But I did read uh, probably something that Laura said, our, mm. our resident little um, expert a uh, bit patronizing little expert uh <laughs> our resident running coach uh she Good was girl. like she was like um th- that first that um that last long run you do so the 20 mile or 18 mile mm. or whatever you are you're looking at 21 you did was your longest most mm. most recently wasn't it yeah. um that is more like the last 20 miles of your marathon on race day because you're doing it on fresh legs you've tapered you've thought you know Mm. you've 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 fueled right you've had it hopefully good sleep Mm. in the lead up if you've been if you've been doing the right things before race day then that you shouldn't feel like that 20 miles was oh my god that was impossible now I've got a stack six on top of it actually it should be more like you've already done six and then you do that kind of thing
2: Yes. If that's yeah. Yeah. Made. Yeah. Yeah. It's that kind yeah. of thing. But it's really hard, like, to theoretically get your head around that as a concept, because, like, if you're training for a marathon or an ultra or whatever, you're you're already doing these incredibly long distances, aren't you? And you just sort of think, how can I? Every time you do 14 miles, 15 miles, 16 miles, or whatever, especially if it's the first time you've done that distance, you're like, mm-hmm. how the fuck am I going to go, like, even a mile, even a step? more than these huge long distances and i remember like you know looking at ultra plans and it's it's ridiculous it it's you know that i there are people that are going to be doing like say say like you did race to the stones or race to the king or something like that and you did that over if it, it say so that so those are a kind of like 100k right those two races ish
1: mm-hmm.
2: um i think and to run those there are a, quite a few ultra plans where you don't even run further than a marathon so a marathon is 42k right but you you, yeah, you but sometimes if you're looking the at 50 run. then if that's at 50 that's fine no but i'm talking about 100k yeah. i'm talking okay, about 100k yeah, right that's a little bit so there are there are people out there that go that head into doing 100k having only ever run 40 in a one-er. And you think, how on earth does that work? But the reason it works is it's all this stuff that we tell people, but we don't listen and we don't sort of believe in our own little heads, do we, to be patronising to us? but Because I don't, because I'm just going, how does that even work? How do your legs, how how does that even do? But one of the reasons why it works is what you've just said. It's the tired legs thing. So like in order for people to run ultras one of the best things they can do apparently i'm not saying this is a semi i've never done it but is the is the tired legs thing is to do like um to to double to run on a saturday and run on a sunday do a long run on a saturday and do a long run on a saturday and on on the day of the say say you did say your last your last um training run for a huge ultra might be that you do a marathon on a saturday and a marathon on a sunday that might be it right? So you do 26 miles Saturday, 26 miles on Sunday. And then two or three weeks later, you're doing your 100K ultra all in one go. But like you said, you're doing it on fresh legs. You're doing it after eating loads of brilliant food. You have not run those distances for ages. These training plans are kind of, they are quite relentless and you get into it. And I think you forget how tired you are how knackered your legs are and you just think this is just yeah. how it's, it how it's going to feel on race day and it doesn't feel like that on race day no
1: that's the thing i know that it like you've said before like tapering can actually feel quite anxiety inducing sometimes because it's like why am i getting further and further away from the practice
0: yeah like, why am i
1: making myself less used to running these distances but actually it, it is for exactly that reason isn't it it's it's not it's yeah. not because, I don't know, for a lot. Like it's because it it will genuinely benefit you to go in with fresh legs and it's gonna feel so much better. Um, yeah. it's just yeah. I, how that, do
2: we believe ourselves? I don't know. Uh, I do do you know what? One of the other things was <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier on when we were chatting about it, is that one one thing that was and, and I know this is like absolute like going right back to basics. But one thing was to make sure that we both choose the right training plan, and mm. it reminded because I was just thinking about the training plan thing, and when you, when you were talking about that horrible feeling of like looking at, and this is because I had the fear this morning as well. I was looking at a twenty four week training plan for an ultra, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" I mean, that's like I'm not very good at maths, but isn't that half but a that's year? Like,
1: half <laughs> year, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty and much she's half like, the what? year. <laughs> yeah There's that's all through this weekend
2: much
1: time. that's so all
2: yeah it's yeah. awful
1: and well, over the summer obviously we've talked about about before that in fact we talked about it on our couch to 5k slash office chair to 5k slash have a crack at a 5k <laughs> podcast uh yeah. that comes out on tuesdays <laughs> um about whether we prefer running in winter or summer, and I think I'm with you that more and more I enjoy running in in the summer. Uh, but it is really difficult because over the dead of winter you haven't got that much going on, but in summer it's really tough. And it, that's another thing that's a bit intense to think about is thinking about doing runs where you're going to be out all morning. When yeah. it's like, oh, but I've also got so-and-so's birthday and a wedding that weekend, and this and that going on, and I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. away and. It's it is a bit more difficult to sort of manage it all in in the
2: summer. Yeah, and I, I yes, absolutely. Over the summer, when you do have more stuff on, you definitely like when you've got those marathon plans and those ultra plans and stuff like that. There's definitely much more juggling and management of time and stuff. And I get oh well, I guess I mean the, the 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 benefit is that because it is like four months, five months, or six months, or whatever worth of training, is that you do have slightly more wriggle room. Like, you know, if there is a weekend away or there's a week's holiday or whatever, you can kind of, you can, what I like as well is you you can sort of, even if you've got quite a structured training plan, you can shift weeks around a bit, just like you do with couch to 5k, can't you? So you can, like, if you know you're going on holiday at a point at which you should be doing a really long run and a couple of really hard technical runs, but the week after you're going to be doing a drop down week, just switch, switch Mm -hmm. them around. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's um, true. But I was, I was just thinking, because I remember talking to you, and I'm trying to remember which half marathon we were just about to embark on, but we were about to embark on a half marathon sort of training plan, and by that stage you'd trained for a couple, I think, so you were kind of well versed in what it looked like and when you should mm-hmm. start. And I remember that you, you. Where you were looking at a training plan and you decided to go for the kind of the intermediate because you're like well i've done a couple of half marathons i'll do that and we Never were sat on the yet. podcast and you said oh i've got this um i'm gone for intermediate and I, and we were all like we i think there was me and um possibly laura on the tra- on, tra- on the call and we were like yeah that sounds sounds good
0: yeah and then you legit. looked at it you've
2: done a couple of half marathons yeah perfect yeah definitely not a beginner anymore and you looked at it and you were like oh My first long run is eight miles and I've got to do it this weekend. And it was like, oh. (laughs) Honestly, I am no,
1: I'm never putting myself forward for anything other than a beginner training plan ever again. No, because I think, I think actually it shouldn't, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be split like that like beginner intermediate advanced no it should be sort of what is your goal like are you doing this for speed yeah. are you doing this for to cross the finish line are you doing this for because i am more than happy all beginner training plans seem to revolve around the same kind of pattern of just like building on distance slowly mm. and gradually and you may have some stuff in the middle like tempo runs or hill training or something just to kind of increase your general uh fitness levels um but it's not like you're you're not kind of doing good distances at, at, at threshold pace or whatever mm. you're generally just working your main run is the long run where you're building on the on the distance yeah. and i'm quite happy with that personally i guess it's just with marathon it starts to feel a little bit scary because the longest long run that you might see on a plan if you're looking at half marathon is like 10 or 11 miles Mm. And now you're looking at kind of 20 miles and that is double almost mm. the furthest I've ever run. It's the idea of crossing a half marathon, the finish line and going, oh, well, you know, halfway. Oh, my God. But then <laughs> I suppose I've crossed 10K finish lines and been like, thank fuck
2: for that. So, yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, that is that is absolutely right, absolutely right. But you're right about the reframing. It's like, because I find this an issue sometimes with um, the sort of app training plans that you can use that are now widely available. Um, mm. But with those that you're right, there doesn't seem to be the option. What I'd quite like is an option of, you know, what what's your comfortable distance now? And, mm. you know, are you, because even when I've put in and the last time I've used an app, I put in a kind of um, uh, like when I was oh, training for the half marathon that I've got in a few weeks' time, and I've I've I have really mm-hmm. increased the time that I want to do it in because I want it to be an achievable, you know, pleasant experience. I don't want to push myself in any way, really, particularly. Um, and yeah. even doing that, even adding on like ten minutes to my usual sort of time or whatever, it's still it's it's kind of it's fidgeted around with the algorithms and it's done this something the other and the plan that it's spat out at the end is one that is still pushing me to reach a certain distance by a certain time. So in a way. And that's not what you want to do. Yeah. It's it's not what Mm. I want to do, but it's quite nice because after having kind of gone through this a few times, I think what I, what I really like to do is to have a good sort of three training plans on the go and, and I will use the one that I like the best. And even when I was doing like London marathon, I used their training plans, which I really like as well as ours um and i would just skip between beginner and intermediate depending on what i'd done and how mm-hmm. i felt and you know that kind of thing just so i so i had that as a kind of a base and just sort of used that as my i guess it's it's not seeing training plans as being like the boss of you like trying to kind of yeah work yeah. make them having a work bit of self
1: confidence of being I think both of us struggle with that and yours ends up turning into self flagellation because you go oh who am I to say I I need to follow this and do it properly (laughs) otherwise I'm going to be fucked and I do the opposite where I go oh I'm never going to meet the expectations of this thing oh oh, I'm so crap I'll just sit on the sofa (laughs) and I won't try and I think actually it's it's yeah, putting yourself back in the driver's seat, isn't it? And going, I know mm. what I want to do and what I'm capable of doing. And the training plan is there as a guide, but I'm in charge, not the training plan.
2: Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The training plan is there to advise you. Like, and 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 a piece of paper or an app has no expectations about you whatsoever. Couldn't give a shit about you, which is yeah, sad. That's
1: true, not Give a shit about you, which is kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as pe for, as a people pleaser, who am I? <laughs> who's the the audience here (laughs) oh god i actually do have a a training plan question for you that i Mm. i need your advice on because i'm trying to think about how this year looks if i if i sign up for a marathon Um, and the fact that i would like it to be an autumn one i think because that makes sense um Mm -hmm. but uh oh god though i am thinking about that and i'm like so many weddings in summer anyway whatever we'll work it out uh but um but yes if if we've got the uh new york real simple women's half on mm-hmm. it's at the last weekend of april i think isn't it yeah um yeah would you use that so should i do a half marathon training plan which will probably start mm. like end of jan early feb for that mm-hmm. um and then do that race and go hurrah and then maybe give myself a couple of weeks off and start a start a marathon training plan mm. or should i use that 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 run that 13 mile as mm. a as a run in within a, a a full marathon training plan why did i why couldn't I ask that like a normal person that I used way too many words?
2: No. I, is that I like one part of words. my training
1: for, the, for yeah. the marathon or is it base training, basically, for the marathon?
2: Yes and no, I'd say to that, okay. just to annoy the shit out of you, I'm afraid. Okay. I think, um, obviously, you will have built up your fitness brilliantly mm-hmm. to do the half marathon. And that's fantastic and stands you in an incredibly good position to start marathon training
1: yeah I am feeling um, good you, that we've
2: got that in there it's giving me some peace it's good, of mind at the moment yeah. yeah yeah and should give you loads more confidence once you've got there and once you've done that kind of thing um yeah. I would definitely you, you do need to have a break uh, you give your body a break because y- you should always have a break after a big training block like that so you have had like you know two yeah. and a half three months worth of training so have a break when you start again you're starting again won't be it literally won't be like after three months, you'll have to start sooner rather than later, but what means what that means is that you can drop down a little bit but feel much more confident about your fitness, so you can yeah. you can drop down so that you're you know after a few so if we do that in April, say you were going to do something in October, may, June, mm. July, August, October, that's six months afterwards, and most marathon training plans are sort of four but you might want to do a five. That's
1: quite a long time to pretend. That's my my immediate um, threat to myself that I'm recognizing there is that that's quite a long time to completely fall out of the habit again. And that
2: always happens Mm, to me after I do a half. Yeah, but it's not. Because April to October is six months, but you need to start training at least four months before. So that's only two Mm. months off. And actually you might want to get back on the wagon slightly before then you might want to look at a 20-week training plan just to, mm. to make for peace of mind yeah but even if you look please I think that's good okay so if you looked at a 20-week one you'd only have four weeks off right between mm-hmm. the half marathon and the start of your next training plan but then if you then look at that 20-week marathon training plan what feels brilliant when you've just done a half marathon is is looking at those 20 weeks and f- figuring out that actually oh god it's not until like week 12 or something that you're even up to half marathon distance you yeah. know so you feel like oh well you can you can almost like write off about those first it. 10 weeks yeah yeah <laughs> you can fuck about okay, it just a bit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's it's so good for your confidence to have that early race in i think okay but you you might even want to pop another half marathon in there midway through that training plan just to get that confidence back again see how but we go yeah not, yeah yeah okay there may I'm not be see. one that, that fits in terms oh, of actual nervous. races i know it's nervy talking about it, yeah. isn't it but i know i know that we've got like quite a few emails of people and i had some stuff on instagram as well people suggested some races and stuff are there any have that have made you it? yeah, yeah. Go
1: on then, yeah, thank you first of all to all of you guys because, yeah, loads of you. I mean, we've talked about all the various strategies for trying to find the right race for you. Uh, highly recommend having a podcast and just asking people, uh, because <laughs> yes, it's true, <laughs> you guys have been so helpful.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so thank you for your stresses. For both, have you had
2: any, Esther? Yes, you I have, and I, was say, and I, I, I must admit. It's been wonderful, actually, because I don't think that any that have been recommended are any that I knew about. So isn't that That's amazing? Good. I just think, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I had, um, should I do my one first? Yeah, um, go I for had it. A, lo- a lovely one from Joanne. Um, and she said, have a look at the Battersea Park Running Festival, um, just because it's the world's flattest marathon. So that might oh be that something sounds like to... a bit of me yeah <laughs> and that's the 20th of October so that's pretty bloody good mm-hmm. um and she also suggested and I hadn't even thought about this there's something although the acronym is fear it's forget everything and run um the forget bit is the important bit not the fear bit the reason why you okay. forget it as an ultra is that it's a looped Ultra. It's basically It's like a, it's called a backyard ultra. You know that kind of concept. Oh yeah, I've heard of those where you just run, run around, around, around. Yes, but each loop is like I don't know. Actually, I need to check on it. But it's each loop is usually something like eight k or ten k or something like okay. that. So you do that, and you and it. The the beauty of these and that one is it's over on the east coast somewhere, um. But it means that you can you don't have the ultra-logistic awfulness. So you don't have to think about, well, how do I get to the start line and how do I get to the finish line? Or how do I get people to be at the finish line if I'm going to be finishing five hours later than I thought I was going to or whatever? I can't get like Dave mm-hmm. and the kids to sort of stand by the Avery Stones for five hours in the freezing but cold or whatever. But if you're running round and round and
1: then yeah. they'll see you a good few times. Yeah, exactly. Time <laughs> and if you, you are doing, doing that,
2: yeah yeah exactly um when 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 it's a backyard ultra there's usually like a you know um a a sort of a bit of a race village um you don't have to carry so much stuff with you so if you're doing if you're doing 50 or 100k and it's point to point you're carrying loads of shit on your back all your food all your clothes you know you have to worry about the weather and stuff like this this way you can carry a bit of water with you but otherwise you know you when you finished your loop, you can have some food and then you can do another loop and then, you know, or you can stop after three loops or you can stop after six loops or anyway. So that, I think that's a really good idea for a first ultra, isn't it? Really?
1: I think that's um, a fantastic idea. Uh, I'm now getting excited about the idea of, can we get like a little women's running cheer squad to come and stand at a particular (laughs) point? in your loop <laughs> and then we can <laughs> cheer you on as you. Cause that was, that was one thing that I actually found a bit sad about New York and watching you in New York as well. Um, mm. I, maybe I should have just like organized this a bit better, but it is logistically a fucking nightmare trying to watch somebody in a city marathon because there'll be loads mm. of public transport closures, like Metro lines closed and stuff, but you've got to try and get to multiple places in a city while somebody is running and you're walking so it's like yeah. oh it's so much <laughs> rushing around and panicking but uh and it meant that i only got to see you actually running once in new york because i couldn't mm. get anywhere near the finish line um yeah so i just went to the sports tours cheer area and stayed there um mm. but yeah if i I, li- I like the idea as a spectator of that loops thing because then yeah you can see somebody multiple times and be of more service to them
2: yeah because
1: you're not just going hello and then they have a big dip of oh my god I just saw my person and now I now they've now that's done and now I've got the rest of this Mm. race ahead of me before I see them again whereas if you kind of know or I'll see them again in another 8k or whatever then it's it's just a bit nicer psychologically isn't it
2: I think it is and and there is something about as much as I am like you know plug my headphones in and off I go and that's it. Um I personally think that seeing someone en route of of a mega effort like a marathon or an ultra is kind of on a par with taking an energy gel. Like it it definitely it gives me mm-hmm. as much of a zhuzh. It really it's just that's it's just really the loved. best thing. Yeah, it is. It's I love it's that just, you feel it, that way. <laughs> It's just it's lovely. It's very wholesome. It is very wholesome. But yeah, I did find, like when I ran um, the London Marathon, because I didn't really know anyone en route, particularly the first time I did it, that I got that that zhuzhi feeling from watching other people do it. Yeah. And so it was just seeing people peel off and be sort of swept up by partners and kids and family and all that would bring a little bit of a tear to my eye. And that was kind of enough for me. But I think by the second one, I was like, well, fine for you guys. But you know. yeah. <laughs> where's my by, yeah, where's my hug? Where's my weeping like child? Piece. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So you're right. I think I love the idea of doing, and I know some people would find that really boring to do the same thing over and over again. But I think a lot of these backyard ultra things are set in really nice locations because they don't have to, uh, you know, it, it, they set them in nice parks. Um, I'd like to do one. There's one that I did see, and I'm hoping it's not this one actually, but um, I, there's one I did see which looked really, really lovely, but had a hill in it. And it's like, I don't really want to be doing that over and over not and over and over again. Times. No, <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's yeah. very valid.
1: But that mm. does sound like a really, really good shout. I think, I mean, mm. there are definitely other people have, oh, I've just fucking accidentally hit Siri instead of looking at our inbox. (laughs) Then I thought Siri was going to (laughs) go. Mm hmm. (sighs) Anyway, uh, we have had a few suggestions for you. So uh, this is from Rachel has said, I'm going to write this down fell running association website because that's lots of local ultra races.
2: Small details are big surfaces,
0: tight corners are odd shapes, flat,
2: Okay. Um, have a little look at that. Fellrunner.org. Okay, I'm, I'm typing this down, which is probably awful for the podcast, but there you go. Fabulous. I'll do that. Thanks, for Have a little look. Um, we have
1: got, I'm sure we've got a couple more for you. Sorry, it's everybody getting exci- excited about because marathons are a little bit more. Oh, here we go. Okay, so Kelly said to you, have a look at the <coughs> top Challenge in Kent. That's in June. Ooh.
2: Challenge in Kent. Why is okay. everything... My issue with ultras is there's bloody none of them in the southwest. I mean, when I say no. southwest, I mean near me. Because, yes, there's loads in Cornwall and Southwest Coast Path. I don't know. Blah, They're blah, all blah, coastal. all coastal. Coast, go for it. Whatever. Yes. But there's nothing you'd think. Bath is kind of pretty. You know, Wiltshire's not far away. Um, there's, like, loads of lovely hills yep. and trails. And there's the Cotswold you know, it's like, can we have a yeah? Bit more? There's the bloody Cotswold Way. Yeah,
1: come on, I we know. need some ultras going along the Cotswold Way.
2: Well, I think there is one. Oh, there is used there? to be. Well, there's there's a there's a there's a couple. There used to be one that finished in the middle of Bath. Which yeah, because that's be where the really Cotswold Way useful. finishes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would so that- absolutely love to
1: do the Cotswold Way. I've had a weird obsession with it for ages, mm. but. I can't really work out a feasible way of doing it. I mean, in my dream world, I can do it with a pack on my back and camp, wild camp or whatever. But actually, yeah. that's not really going to happen, is it? I think you'd have to save up quite a bit of money so that you could stay in um, hotels and B&Bs and stuff along the way. Because I think it's it. if you're walking it, it's about a six-day thing.
2: Yes. Yeah, about that. Yeah, Dave's yeah, done. Yeah, so you'd have to take I mean, a
1: week off. Has he? I'd love
2: to. do Yeah, it. It, but what you can a do bit of it bit not by the bit.
1: Whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can do sort of chunks. I mean, you know, I've walked to the top of Kelston Round Hill from here. That's <laughs> part of a, a good chunk of Cotswold Way.
2: <laughs> it's a good half mile, isn't it? That one, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, but let me I'm... carry
1: on seeing if I can I can find any more of people's recommendations for you because people definitely um, sent some more in. Well now i look actually those might have been the only two ultras ultras are just a little bit more difficult to to find but yeah definitely check out the fell runner website i think that's a really good idea um and yeah, i will actually do. also did say have a look at the lakeland trails website she did say that she knows you don't really want to travel and obviously these are a little bit less local but mm. um they are less muddy because they're on trails and apparently there's lots on there so lakelandtrails.org as well you can have a look at
2: i'll have a look at that lakelandtrails.org but i mean that's that's how i'd love to of... do lakes as well yeah i know
1: gorgeous that's how lots of people get into trail running in the first place isn't it i interviewed a trail runner once She said that she started doing um uh like whatever they're called it's like the national walking association or whatever where you where there are like yeah. paths but yeah they're quite long tracks and then yeah. as you get more and more comfortable with the walking, like you just start to be like, Oh, I might as well run downhill. And then it literally
2: just sort yeah. of spirals from there. Yeah. Well, that was it. So the um that bath beat thing that I mentioned probably in every single frigging podcast is actually yeah. part Oh, I believe it started off as as the yeah um as the long distance walkers association was yes, the, one, that's the that's one how it started. Mm. So um yeah yeah what what I love about those I think you have to check on the website you have to make sure before you enter you have to check that they're happy with you to run because I think some of them are definitely like walking events.
1: Um, that's absolutely but, but I,
2: fair and I'm glad to be fair that they do that. Mm. Because yeah, no, it's great
1: yeah, if you're paying or you're uh, subscribing to, to, as part of an association to have an experience of, yeah, doing a long-distance walk like that and then you've got a bunch of people mm. sort of elbowing you out of the way running past, I do appreciate that that would be, you got to know what yes, you're standing up for kind of thing.
2: Yeah, you totally do. But lots of them, lots of them accept runners and um, and mm. they, 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 it just means that the pressure is so off because you are a runner joining a walk. It, you know it, it it's kind of there is yeah. zero bloody pressure you just and it's it, yeah it's absolutely lovely and actually one of the ones that I wouldn't mind doing this year if if dates align is um there's a circuit of bath route that's usually done I think in September um for yes. a local homeless hostel yes I Julian nearly House. did it
1: once but yeah I didn't <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's not a story, Holly <laughs>
1: No, I know I can't remember what happened I was going to do it with Lex And then something came up And we were like, oh bollocks We've not, We're have not, we not around for it I can't remember what it was But it is a lovely thing And it's quite long
2: But I think you can it's choose, miles, can't you Whether yeah. you
1: do like a
2: half I think you can also maybe do a 10 You can you can do a half distance or a full Oh my god, it's really Yeah, it's good Because they've got I think there's like six or seven checkpoints Something like that And what's also really nice Because it is a circuit of bath Is you can choose to do it clockwise Or anti clockwise. And I like that, so I I ran it in a particular way. Can't remember. Which, I think clockwise, yeah. um, but it meant that I bumped into people like a couple of times going round, which was yeah, it was really it was that's it was a lovely, nice. it's a joyful thing. It's very nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I anyway. just love I love stuff like
1: that. Like that's where I can really see the point. I think sometimes I don't know whether I would have found. A, I'm glad that I have, but being honest, I don't know whether I would have found a love of doing half marathons or even considering a marathon, uh if mm. it weren't for us doing this job and getting into it together and feeling like part of a community that are doing it. And I'm so glad that I found yeah. that. But I do think that a part of me that always understood that was was walking and discovering gorgeous areas. And I think that I I can hundred percent see taking on challenges like that. My dad used to do it a lot. He's he's done quite a lot of Himalayan trekking. Um oh, really he, did, he climbed Mont Blanc. Uh, and I think all of that stuff I've always grown up with. Going, oh, I totally understand the 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 motivation behind an ex an expedition mm-hmm. like that. And I'd yeah. love to do something like that um, as well. But this year, I'm not going to overcomplicate things. I'm going to focus on my marathon. Speaking of, would you like me to share mm-hmm. some of the thoughts that people Please have do. had on that yeah. front? And let me know because you've got a bit more experience with this with, uh, than I do, and you're a bit more familiar mm-hmm. with some of them. Maybe you can tell me whether you think they sound good. So, okay, uh, okay. Rachel, who suggested Fell Running uh, Association, has also said for me, Chester Marathon mm. is in Ooh, October and it's list. really flat. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So that sounds like a great, a great shout. And and isn't uh, there? Isn't that where Hollyoaks is based?
1: Oh, is it? I believe it.
2: Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Chester. Good one. Right? Is it? Okay. <laughs> That's near Manchester, isn't it, Chester? It is. Yeah. It's just the Manchester without the man. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Not very inventive when you think about it. No offense. Okay. Uh, Julia has also suggested Jersey Marathon, which that sounds really cool so (laughs) she said she did it last year there was amazing support it's really well organized and it's there's not kind of loads of hanging around beforehand relatively flat so there Mm -hmm. is a bit of a hill section um but people walk it and it's pretty chill um and then you've got lovely downhill after that um okay so yeah. Oh she also said that we could stay at her house, which is so incredibly kind. Aww. But then she's also given uh options for places that um you could stay as well. So we can definitely have a look at that. You guys are honestly the best. It's just brilliant. <laughs> what would we do without you, eh? Uh Davina has suggested um Dublin and we have had a couple of votes <laughs> yeah. for Dublin. Kerry's Dublin as well. A few
2: people oh have, my God. have Dublin would Dublin. be so good. Jesus, we would, that would be brilliant. Can you please do Dublin so I can come? That'd be great. I know. Wouldn't it be lush? <sighs> and then
1: we can, and then a, a, a pint of Guinness is actually yes. something that people literally recommend sometimes after marriage yes. because it's so hydrating. <laughs> yeah. So we can have big pints of Guinness afterwards and then be sick
2: be sick yeah that'd be amazing yeah, be that would be amazing that would be incredible
1: i would love yeah. to go back to dublin because i've been once uh when i was in second year of uni with doug we spontaneously booked a holiday right at oh, yeah. the end of uh, what a stupid idea it was right at the end of of like a student loan chunk so it was like a few weeks before <laughs> the next one came in So we had absolutely no money and we were flying with Ryanair and we got to the, this is so silly that we did this, but I guess we just hadn't done as much traveling at that point. I would, this would never happen now, but we turned up and we hadn't checked in online and they charge you to print your boarding passes with Ryanair. So we had to pay 90 quid to print our boarding passes. (gasps) And that was like almost all of our spending money for the holiday. So we, we basically ate McDonald's uh, or like, meal deal sandwiches for the whole uh, few days that we were there I think we did the Guinness factory thing Um mm-hmm. but that was the only, only that was our one thing we were like we can afford to do one sort of museum or something so the rest we had a oh lovely time God. but the rest of the time we just walked around because we were like we can't
2: afford can't to
1: do anything, anything at all oh. so I'd love to go back even like Temple yeah. Bar and stuff I think we went and had like a couple of pints of Guinness and then oh, we, were yeah, like, right, we that, can't yeah. we can't afford to stick around here now we need to go back to the hotel
2: so. no it's quite expensive <laughs> I it's really expensive. I am um, because we I went with university as well so that was a, mm. a long longer time ago and we went on a on a literary weekend because I was doing um Irish oh. literature at the time oh my oh, god oh, it was just, it was so good so you've got all the kind of Oscar Wilde stuff and the the Yates stuff, it was just, it was amazing. But they also, like, I think I've told you before that they took us on these tours where you could go underneath um, churches, go into the crypt, because there's a couple oh. of churches in Dublin where they've, where there are bodies, like, really, really old, like, hundreds and hundreds of years that have been preserved because of the weird air. So you walk down to the oh, crypt I and something's like, oh, that. no, it does feel really strange. So there was, like, there was one... um, I I loved it so much, and I wasn't creeped out by it. I was just like going, "Oh, fascinating!" And there was one where they had like, um, there was a guy who had had his legs chopped off at the knees, and um, apparently they couldn't figure out. They could, they were like, "Oh, why has this happened? Was he like some awful kind of person? Did he do something terrible, and that's why they've do- buried him like that?" But actually, it turned out he was like really tall. He was like maybe 6'3", six, 6'4", six, or something. So they couldn't and they were like, fit they could, him in the fit him in. So they had to chop him off. Yeah. So they chopped him off at the knees. Um, oh, my God. I think so find that, all of so that stuff. There.
1: So interesting. It was so Pawn- good. It was so good. Me. Let's go and do yeah. a ghost tour
2: and just get haunted. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. that. I love it. I loved it so much. I found it unbearably romantic. We were all completely skint as well. I do remember that with the was one girl mm-hmm. that we were with who had zero money zero money and she just made loads of sandwiches before we went and she spent four days eating those sandwiches
1: eating her (laughs) sandwiches bless her I mean that was a little bit like me and Doug except unfortunately we didn't have the foresight so that was why we ended up getting like the 99p cheeseburger that you could get with a student (gasps) card from McDonald's all the time oh, it's not romantic at all, is it? And actually to be (laughs) fair, I think we found this place by the end, because we did find it a bit sad. We were like, oh, this is not experiencing the culture. And also it is greasy and horrible sweet for every meal. So we Mm. um after getting fed up of meal deals and and 99p cheeseburgers, I think we found somewhere near our hotel that was like a it was like five euros for a bowl of stew, which is obviously really Mm. good value, but it was also five euros for a pint of Guinness there. So you had to weigh up which you we're gonna go for.
2: <laughs> oh that's that's tough times. Tough times. I know. <laughs> I think often
1: we genuinely were like, it's gotta be the fiver on the Guinness, really though, hasn't it?
2: Isn't it? I mean yeah. you know, there's a lot of nutrients in that, isn't there apparently. So oh, it's supposed nice to history. be great for you.
1: And I loved going <laughs> to the Guinness Museum thing. What's it called? The Guinness experience never actually went to that so you
2: can take me there and I'll go and take take you there
1: it's so fun Yates's death mask yeah Yeah. (laughs) yes yes all of that I love that stuff weird sorry I know that's very morbid of me but I really love uh, when we went to Edinburgh I went to the Edinburgh dungeons and I absolutely loved it they tell you this but it's really scary they do this whole bit (laughs) where uh, you're on a boat and they plunge you into darkness and then they're telling you all about... Is he called Scrawny Bean? No, I think we call him Scrawny Bean. I think he's called Shawnee Bean. Um, and, and he's like, there's a whole bit about Shawnee Bean and how he's and how he, he used to capture and eat people. And um, then also, I swear at the beginning, they were like, oh, the actors can't touch you. Definitely people were touching you when you were doing the Shawnee oh. Bean bit.
2: It was really scary.
1: Yeah. We all responded very differently to it. Cara, they put her in a cage for a bit and she was just crying. She absolutely hated every second of it. (laughs) Um, I think I, I can't remember whether anybody picked on Doug. I don't think so. I had to sit in some sort of electric chair or something, but I quite liked that bit because everybody else had something animatonically wiggle up their ass. And I didn't have that because I was being electric chaired. (laughs) It was really, really weird, but really fun. And I loved it. Okay, I don't want to do that.
2: But um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it
1: really depends whether you like, I live for audience participation. I'm like, please choose me. But I totally understand the fear of going, (laughs) I don't want anything where someone's going to pick me from a crowd and put me in a cage. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, dear. Horrid. Anyway, we've gone off, yeah. haven't we? Again, so we've what, really what gone off. Doing? But you know what? We talked for we talked for like forty minutes about running. So
2: that's true. I think we did that's true. Really good. Were there yeah. any other races that were recommended along with? Yeah, I think there were. You Jersey, you Dublin, guys Dublin, loads in.
1: I'm sorry if I've missed any of these because really you did send loads. Um, were there so, any that yes, grabbed you Jersey, particularly Dublin,
2: apart from Dublin?
1: Yeah, Dublin definitely, definitely. Um, grabbed me and multiple people did suggest dublin uh somebody Mm. else suggested something this morning but sorry i'm going to be really annoying because um oh here we go uh i think Mm. actually this might have been for you esther sorry this is another one somebody suggested today which was uh this is hannah thank you very much for Mm. suggesting the loch ness 24 which is a 24 hour backyard ultra that you do in teams she said we could do it together, uh, so I don't yeah, yeah. know whether or I'm brave enough to do that. <laughs> but um <laughs> lovely. Yeah, you yeah. can do like a little that's a really nice idea as well. <laughs> um yeah, I I'm sure yeah. that other people suggested some bits and bobs. Um somebody suggested Bo- a few people suggested Berlin on yeah. our podcast group chat, but uh, the only reason I'm a little bit anxious about Berlin is just because of association that it is quite speedy, and I know that that is because it's very flat. But mm. I'm I'm th- I'm worried that this is going to take me like five five and a half hours, and I think I don't want to feel rushed or cut off for because the cut off period for the Berlin half marathon is three hours, and I wouldn't want to feel like I
2: was being sort of rushed at the end. Uh, no, I think. See, let me look. Marathons are, marathons are so much more different than half marathons. You're going to have a really generous cut off time with Berlin, and you just you get people just it just takes longer. It, it obviously it takes longer, but it like each half marathon yeah. marathon segment of it takes longer. It's it, you know you get people. I can understand why they have a three hour cut off for the for the half, but for a marathon, it's a huge all-day event. What's the, Have you found what the cutoff is? I have,
1: actually, and it has reassured me that it's 6 hours and 15 minutes. So it's
2: not as generous as others. It's not as generous as others. It's certainly no. not like the London Marathon, which is actually one thing I was going to suggest to you. If you didn't want to put mm. all your eggs in an autumn basket, then London, you know, I have, obviously
1: considered London and I think uh, so the, the the pros and cons to weigh all this up yes. I, I really really like the idea of London because I think it would be epic to say I've run the London marathon it's a big bucket listing it's a major mm-hmm. it's a world major I could say I've run a fucking world major you but could I think that it I'm not, I'm a little bit less motivated by the idea of training over winter than I am over summer Sorry. Right. Yes. Heard my spoon then for my porridge this morning. <laughs> I didn't I was trying to hide that. Um <laughs> um I I I don't like the idea. I think I prefer my chances of like yeah having a spring half training sort of keeping that base training going and then training over the summer for a um yeah. for an autumn marathon. I kind of prefer mm-hmm. that idea. Even though I I am aware that that's quite a lot of the year to be fair. Yeah. Um and I but then another pro I suppose is that I'm a little bit worried about the fact that we're probably going to be moving house this year and maybe Mm -hmm. setting myself up for spring 2025 it gives me a little bit less stress because I am a bit nervous about like I don't know like for example on Thursday I had to send all of my documents to the mortgage advisor I had on my list that I wanted to go for a run I'd got dressed I'd put my leggings on and all of that and then Mm -hmm. i got to the end of the day basically and I was like between day job and doing all of that in any free time I I was like I just have to write this one off I didn't have time for a run today and it didn't matter Mm. because I'm not following a particular training plan or anything at the moment it was just I fancied a run but I'm worried about what that might look like when that's like a a, you know an an important one like a long run or an important tempo one or something so yeah I think um yeah I don't know I'm just weighing up all my options at the moment but I'm very very grateful for everybody for um throwing some some ideas in there because I think I think what I what I'm left with is probably either Berlin no Dublin
2: Dublin sounding
1: (laughs) actually Dublin in autumn in london in spring or actually one other that we didn't mention that i was quite tempted by is yorkshire
2: yorkshire looks great yeah, yeah yorkshire looks lovely oh i'll well. tell you another one that we've not discussed oh. there's mm. also
1: lisbon oh yeah i think somebody did actually say lisbon mm. um maybe on the
2: paris group yeah that's yeah. supposed to be nice
1: but okay. i think and then we can have
2: Vien- of... afterwards oh which i bloody love i drink yeah, gallons of that me Lush. too
1: oh it's so good i love wine so that tastes like a sour fruit it takes, tastes like those nuclear waste sweets it's and almost like that it's so fizzy, dry isn't it? oh yeah it's oh amazing mm. amazing, amazing. oh we can definitely um,
2: right. do that <laughs> it's the new it's the new savvy b <clears throat> The B-O-V. um the vv the vv you um which yeah anyway um moving on for any from any words that begin with V. By the reason, way, sorry, yeah. as a quick what? aside about Savvy
1: B, I'm worried yes. that we're gonna have to move on from using Savvy B as a signature uh oh. phrase and drink and thing of our quoi because I saw a advert for the traitors, the new series yes. of traitors that's going on at the moment, which I really need to catch up with because it's just <laughs> the best reality show. Um where I think it was air gamble was doing this mm. advert for the traitors. And he was like, he, it was like people who are most likely to be traitors. And one of the things was people who say
0: Savvy B. <laughs> Shit. Oh, So I think
1: okay. we, need
2: to start. we need a new one anyway. So yeah. Do you know, I, you know, I was just thinking, this. I was thinking about that when I was listening to, I was listening to a podcast with Joe Lysett and um oh, it was yeah. on the Adam Buxton podcast. <clears throat> Adore him. Love him, love him way more mm. after listening to this podcast than I have done before, actually. But on that, there are a couple of little bits that he does that are so savvy bee like. Like he said at one point, Oh, yeah, Hundy P. 100 P. 100 <laughs> P. Love that. <laughs> And when I heard that, I just thought, is that taking things too
1: far? It's never too far, Esther. Uh, what are ones that we do in our house? I'm trying to look around for inspiration over here. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an institution. I was brought up on it.
2: What Shortening you... things. Shortening. Yeah, my family you do all always. all you time. Shor- yeah, you're, I do always shorten
1: you're... and also swapping things sometimes, uh, like the l- first letter of each word. So you've got, well, this one isn't even the first letters. You've got your key cars for your car keys uh oh, right <laughs> yeah sometimes it's as simple as that uh, the park arc <laughs> oh
2: yes i think we've done that, like that before like, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah
1: the park arc uh a little... i mean all the all the shops we do the shops all the time uh Sano's, i've also heard it referred to as sains bows which i yeah. like a lot yeah Tezzers, and we... then you've got mazzy tessers and mini tessers
2: <laughs> I love that very much. <laughs> but wasn't there someone that we worked with, because we always used to say, obviously, because we worked opposite mozzers, we would always refer to yeah, mozzers as mozzers, but wasn't there someone that we knew that had a much posher way of shortening mozzers? And I've forgotten what it was, it was now. Morribands mori, mori. It might have been, Ooh. yeah. The. It was a way, like, it was slightly like, you know, like people that live in Streatham might do a Sintretham. It was sort of a bit like that. Oh, um, hmm they kind of they waitrosed up All right yeah I don't know yeah. I, was, I've, yeah, I've been
1: quite enjoying it it's feeling natural for me to say I don't know something like morisiones because Doug and I have been <laughs> doing a lot of obviously we've been watching the Sopranos and also we've been doing it for ages for some reason as well where we've actually been lengthening recently by adding ah. Isimos, or Doug likes to add a Mario barrio on the end of things sometimes <laughs> Sounds so like that Morrison's Strictly, could be, so... yeah, yeah, Bruno. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Morrison's, I guess, could become Moriotrisio Mario Barrio. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: so fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear, yeah.
2: Oh, so loving
1: yeah. The Sopranos though. Yeah, oh um, good. That's going. That's going well as a resolution. We're halfway through series two, really enjoying it. We're halfway through series two of Gavin and Stacey. Oh, are you loving it? And You've seen it before, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I've seen it before. It was, yeah. It's interesting to watch. I think Dave was very much invested in watching something that he knew that we would really like because it, we were dragging ourselves to the TV in the evening because we were watching like just shite that we felt like we had to watch. And to, so yeah. to watch something that's actually, ah, oh, this is nice. But it's interesting that the first, I don't don't actually think... I think the storyline is better in the first series, but I think the acting, I think they've got into themselves better by series two. Agreed. So they they just, know who they are by series two, do. don't they? Nessa is she's flying now. It's, it's absolutely yeah, brilliant. She's just, so, yes.
1: she's just exceptional, isn't she? Yeah. I yeah, adore her. <laughs> I aspire to be Nessa in my life more. I aspire to be Bryn. <laughs> oh, we always say my dad is like Uncle Bryn. And I he really is actually can. my dad's very like uncle Bryn, yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. Oh,
0: that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh dear. Uh and uh, Penny and Simon, my aunt and uncle, are Oh don't the tell most me. Pam and Mick. They're the most oh. Pam and Mick you've ever met. <laughs> I thought you were going to say
2: they were the Julia what's her face, the ones that live next door, what oh, are their names? Pink Dawn.
1: names? Dawn. <laughs> Dawn. <laughs> oh, fun fact. Uh yeah, The actor of Pete, can't remember his name, he's in quite a lot of stuff, isn't he?
2: He is in quite a lot of stuff, yeah.
1: He has heard me sing because no. I sung in a band with his son at one point, um, a very short period of time. I won't pretend we're we're BFFs or anything. Um, oh. But we did sing in the He played the bass in a band that I was singing in for a little while. So Pete and his actual mm. wife turned up to watch and I was like, where's Dawn? Where's <laughs> Dawn? It was weird. I had a so funny... weird
2: seeing him with another woman. What's her name? That's Julia. laughing in
1: the background. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Julia Davis. Yeah, Julia right, Davis. So, so oh the woman God, that plays Dor. She is exceptional. I there was a fact, <laughs> there was a thing in The Guardian the other week that was about how because um, she was in, I don't know if you did you watch Nighty Night? the comedy series no, I've that she heard was in. Of it. I think I might oh, have seen some mix of it. She's in quite so a lot good. of sort of Harry
1: Enfield stuff and things, isn't she? Where she's she's often a, a comedy woman.
2: <laughs> is she? I, well, <laughs> she no, I um, you might be mixing her up with someone else because it's more no, that she does I her am. own she writes her own stuff and it's always really, really twisted. And uh, the like the two that I can recommend you Nighty Night is unbelievably dark Mm. and awful and the one that we watched more recently was camping and she is horrific in it she's horrific and but but apparently george michael was a huge fan of nighty night so much so that obviously before he died um when he was watching it at some point he got really really poorly i remember it being in the news he got really ill with pneumonia and he he went into a coma. So they put him into an induced coma to kind of, you know, get him better kind of thing. And when he woke up from the coma, he was talking in a West Country accent because that's what Julia Davis has in Nighty Night. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, that's (laughs) what
1: happens to me every morning, living around (laughs) these parts. Living around here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're all talking like George Michael now. We're all talking like it's exactly what George (laughs) Michael sounds like. (laughs) I loved that conversation. And that is just right up my street but i would like to apologize if anybody themselves has ended up in a coma as a result oh, yeah. of us talking about those no i was going to say as a result <laughs> of us talking about all of that stuff for 20 minutes what but the, I, the, the tv heard...
2: or well we have had we've had loads of running stuff in this loads yeah we have actually we have we we are been to be applauded restrained. we, we have are to been. be applauded at, uh, <gasps> applauded applauded um you know one thing that we should i just really wanted to mention because this will come out on thursday is that right now the spine race is going on oh my god i know oh we've not even (sighs) mentioned it oh but by thursday it might even be over i think it might be over but well at least it will not be over for the idea is like the the concept that on Thursday, like the winners, you, you know the, the the leaders may have come in, but for the people that are at the back of the pack of the spine race, they've got another like three days. I mean, it's it's. I know.
1: Long. Oh my god! It's- I felt like that when with, when I went out for the UTMB, and everyone was finishing in the middle of Chamonix, like just for days and days and days on end. You were walking past, and more people were coming in, and it was so sweet actually because it was consistently lined with people even like 10 o'clock at oh. night there were people there uh it was oh. really lovely but yeah it was bizarre to me that it was like oh well done Jim whatever his face is who's done it in 19 hours or something but yeah you know so and so is still got two
2: days to go oh, yeah yes. and at least with UTMB I mean there are there are, it's in the middle of the summer isn't it? it's August this is oh, January so nice. That's Penine Way actual snow you know it's kind of people are just like i felt myself turn into a
1: skeleton when you said that then i just sort of saw my body decay
2: when you just just thinking about it apparently the conditions this year are better than last year so like i I remember seeing pictures of of damien hall like running through actual snow and stuff and i think it's a bit milder this year yeah but you're still running overnight you know for at least at least three nights 268 Mm -hmm. miles it's mental i am dot watching i love it i love it if you go to the spine race website there's a little link that you can go through and you can you can check on all their little flags their little pins and you can follow your favorites and see what they're doing because last year it was great i was so excited because there was that kind of double header between demo and i think it was matt kelly and they were Mm -hmm. they were head and head for like the last sort of whatever, for a really really long time, yeah. they were just running together, and it's like ah, and then Damo's GPS failed, so it's like, what's he doing? Where's he gone? I love it. Well, it's such drama. It's it is very such drama. Uh, honestly, long yeah. distance running is is
1: incredibly exciting, and it, it just is. doesn't get the coverage, does it? Of of other no of other sporting events, even though it is the most insane feats that you could possibly imagine.
2: It is insane. I guess watching something for five days is probably, that's quite tricky to kind yeah, of televise maybe. or whatever, isn't it? But yeah, they should definitely, I mean, in terms of like news coverage. But I they do it in
1: the marathon where they're like, London Marathon, for example, that's, I mean, I know it's not quite the same, but that's a whole morning's worth of coverage because you've got the elites yeah. first thing in the morning and obviously they're done within a couple of hours. But then you've mm. got, the coverage will go on to at least lunchtime of all the other, of all the, the, the norms.
2: Yeah. But then I guess you're talking along. about 40,000 um, runners, aren't you? Whereas in the spy yeah, race, it's there's like There's always someone 300? in a banana
1: costume you can cut to. Yeah. I yeah. suppose you are a little no bit. No
2: banana costumes yeah. on the Pennine Way. Yeah. As am yeah. surprised I know. They
1: do coverage. Again, when I was uh, out for the UTMB, they do. They have like a sort of special channel um, where they were covering it the whole time there. And that was quite, mm. um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it actually. It was quite interesting Listening to the commentators, that they know so much shit. They'll be like, "Oh, yeah. this bloke who's been training for, th- who's been doing alpine running training for three years, and he came over from here, and he did that, and he's got these shoes, and that might mean he's going to do this." And I found it so interesting, but it did make me feel incredibly, um you know, imposter syndrome oh for God. being there. I, I get like, that. I don't know anything.
2: Time. I get that all the time. I just, mm-hmm. I remember having that. Well, not proper. You know, imposter syndrome is when you feel like you don't belong and you actually do you know oh, when you're no, talking yeah. about that this time when just... when um yeah like proper like you shouldn't be there like I, <laughs> I, had, I always yeah. have that whenever I talk to elite athletes because I'm always like oh so you know well done on on um winning that you know 500 something blah, 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 and I'm constantly being corrected no 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 it was 300 and it was on track and it doesn't count, yeah. and no one was oh there. Oh my and, god! Uh, oh god!
0: I, I got thrust I into an interview
1: about. with somebody, and that was in Chamonix as well. And I'm so sorry because I can't even remember the name <laughs> of the athlete. um But it was someone that I hadn't heard of. It. She was a professional athlete, but not somebody who had like won things. So I, I hadn't heard of her, and she was also maybe mm. Swiss or something. So she wasn't a. I hadn't followed her for being British or a winner. So I didn't really know mm. who she was and I was trying to get an interview with Courtney DeWalter and then um, they were like, oh, she's not available. How about talking to this woman? And I was like, okay. Uh, and I was like, I'll just actually like look her up. And they were like, no, no, the only chance is now. So I was like, hello, how are you feeling about the race you're going to run in a bit? <laughs> um, and how have you prepared f- for it? Oh, my God, it was, it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. I was like, do you like it? Do you like running? (laughs) It was mortifying. (laughs) And she was clearly like, who the fuck is this twat who doesn't know anything about me? Oh, it was so embarrassing. (gasps) I should have just been honest, actually. That's probably the correct journalistic approach in that scenario. It's just going, so tell me about yourself. What, uh, you know, who the fuck are you? I don't know.
2: (laughs) <laughs> That's not the
1: right approach, is it? I
2: don't know. Always be prepared, I suppose, is the right approach. But I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Oh, don't. I, I have too many interviews to count that have been exactly that with where I, yeah, haven't prepared. or I definitely like the, the the interview that I did with Chrissy Wellington, the first time I did that, was just like that bit in Notting Hill when he has to be from Horse and Hound when he's in. Oh, my God. It was just yeah. like that. It was, I was just like going, so you've done some running? You know, it was like, it was yeah, so it really bad. Is. Thankfully, oh. we've talked since and it's fine and she's lovely and, and I think she's forgiven me. But I had a woman behind me with a clipboard saying, you've got four and a half minutes.
1: <laughs> and I was like, yeah, uh... I had that same thing. And I could hear <laughs> our friend Kate, who works for Runners World, asking like really amazing questions to um, all, all the other athletes. And I was like, what's your favorite snack
0: (laughs) 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 oh so we're not actually
2: well no we are imposters aren't we I was gonna gonna say we're not actually imposters yeah we're imposters and
1: we we deserve to feel that way that's the thing yeah (laughs) Yeah,
2: deservedly so yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, there's Lush.
2: Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. And do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running.